right, well, welcome back to another H&K video game experience where we talk about retro games, modern games, anything gaming, anything geeky to include Star Wars and even maybe a little professional wrestling this uh, oh, coming yeah. season. Yeah, <laughs> I know that Clear's excited about that. <laughs> and I'm excited about it too. It's going to be a fun time. But today we're going to talk, take it old school, A Link to the Past. It's been so long. This is, this is like a hundred and something episode. I don't know. So we have some very special guests here today. I'm going to introduce you guys one by one again, in case you didn't read the title to this podcast. Um, Clearfire, first of all, welcome, man. What's going on, man? How you been, dude? I, How's the move going? I feel like a punching bag. I'm beat up and sore and all of that good stuff. And nowhere closer to being done moving. At least that's what I feel like. I thought you were supposed to move on the 20th, though. See, what had happened was... Okay. What's up, Nick? What's up, man? <laughs> Nick Themiatos, Themianoid. Thank Welcome you, thank back, you. dude. I am very excited, as I always am here. Awesome, dude. I'm expert knowledge here, ex-game designer, author, and... Uh, all-around killer of the game, the, the slayers of the adventure games. Oh, Had yes. to have you on, man. I, I really appreciate you thought of me for this one. And I appreciate the shout-out <laughs> from the last one, by the way. Oh, immediately. Immediately thought of you. Another person I thought of immediately was the British Redneck. What's up, British? Welcome back. It's been a while. It has been too long. Too, too long. How y'all doing? <laughs> so, welcome back. Another great adventurer. Has Skyrim on every single uh, format you could possibly think of, and some you probably can't think of. All Even of on Betamax. Oh. Do you play it on the fridge? <laughs> Even potato mode. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, good, good to have you guys back. Um Adventurers, uh, for sure. So, have you been in it? So, did you play uh, Link to the Past British a lot or what? I actually have not. Um, okay. This is something that I'm interested in, though. I need awesome. to. I would like to hear more about it. Awesome. So, do, are you a Zelda fan at all, though? I have played a little bit of it, and uh, every time that I'm with my group of friends, that's all they ever talk about. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should get on to this. <laughs> all right, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Yes, indeed. Um, clear? Well, you got anything in the news or you want to talk about first before we start getting into the Zelda? So there's some sad news today. <laughs> I can see that somber look. Very somber, very somber. I once again... Gave Hollywood Cole a pathway oh to get gosh, his yeah. Series X, and he denied it again. It was there for the taking. I even logged on to make sure there was one available for him, and then sent him the link, and just dead silence. I was at work in a meeting and everything else, but besides that, I got that same email. I got an email saying GameStop had this thing for how much was it? Was it like it's, a six hundred dollars? No, it's the four ninety nine Games Pass All Access. So how's that possible? Because it's four you it's four ninety nine for the console, like normal. If you went and bought the console, and then fifteen dollars a month for two years, you put it together, you're paying thirty five dollars a month for two years. Oh, so I had to finance it to get that one? Yep. Financing 0%. Uh, but oh, you yeah, wouldn't no, have to buy man. a bundle. And you could yeah, turn around about and pay. all that tricky stuff, and dude. I like going to the store and giving them money. And they give me the console. Yeah, you walk out with the console right then and there. That's the thing. So, yeah, it's weird. But so here's the thing about that, man. I just can't bring myself to pay $500 for it yet. I still can't because there's nothing really that I want to play. 
in fact, my gaming like lifestyle has kind of gone dry and I've been on the, uh, on the, uh, I played outriders for a little bit, had to quit because of the bugs in there. And I've been just playing call of duty and, but I, and, and world of Warcraft because, uh, burning crusade is getting ready to come back out. Yeah. And so I just can't, so you've been doing wild, uh, Nick? No, actually, and it's funny because you're asking me that. I even have a horde tattoo right here, but um, <laughs> it's I am actually not very pleased with a lot of their business practices and what they've been doing to their employees. That that uh, Kotick guy is that Kotick? Uh, his last name, the CEO dude. He's total. Yeah, you mean Activision like or Blizzard? He's for both. It's Blizzard and Activ- uh, Activision. Blizzard, Blizzard Activision. That's a it's oh, a okay, singular yeah. company corporation now in. I mean, I get it, you know, their business, but the way this guy, what what they've been doing with their business practices, like, and he's getting like millions and bonuses while hundreds of people are getting fired. Like, I don't jive oh. with that. And I'm like, I love, wow. I love, I love old school blizzard, you know, Diablo and everything like that. So seeing that happen and, you know, it's like watching an old friend suffering from heroin addiction and you're trying your best, but you know, it's not going anywhere. That's how I see it. And so I had to, <laughs> I got to cut, I had to cut away from it for a while and I wasn't a dry spell, like you said, and I ended up pick, uh, getting back on guild wars too. And oh, yeah. I never really could get yes. into the game. What's up? I was just excited that you got on guild wars, man. I, I never did guild wars too, but I, I tore up some guild wars one. I, I, I did play one. I didn't get that far. I didn't even bother getting the expansions because I just wasn't that interested. But I really tried with two. Uh, again, I had like my lulls where I just uh, the gameplay was just a little too va- uh, different and dynamic for me at the time. I never could get into it. But, you know, especially after playing a couple of years of ESO, when I jumped in and now I'm like, ooh, you know, like I, you know, I set up macros and, you know, uh, different buttons on my mouse. So it's really fun. I am having a blast with it. Well, it's funny you're talking about Activision. I've just heard so um I was watching like, you know, a bunch of YouTube videos to get pumped for the Burning Crusade and a lot of people were hating on Activision over and over and over and they wanted like thirty five dollars for you to so so they made a thing guess you didn't know you that uh, World of Warcraft classic. Now we're getting Burning Crusade, so you get to make a choice. Do you want to stay in classic forever with your character or go to the Burning Crusade? Well, if you do pick Burning Crusade, you can come back and pay a fee later. Because they kind of they kind of fr- uh, freeze frames your old character in the classic. So if you do pay the fee, uh, it'll put you back in classic only. And they wanted like thirty five dollars, and they're like thirty five dollars raw. So they knocked it down to fifteen. Um, and but everybody's just in outrage. And then I'm I'm playing uh, Black Ops uh, Cold War, which is Activision as well. And I'm sitting here thinking that they're doing okay with what they're charging and stuff like that. You get a lot of value for your game. In fact, the Cold War. Now, this is if somebody knows something that I don't know, they're gonna just you know crucify me for saying all that because you know I, I don't know all the I don't know all the practices like you're talking about, Nick. But well, I mean, I I wouldn't say I know a lot. I just uh, it's just what I've been seeing, like you know, pop up on Reddit or you know, I'll, I'll occasionally get like notifications on my phone because I got um, the somehow it gives me like just those notifications from Google News and then. Um, I, I think it's kind of wild that they're forcing you to pay that much. I mean, 15, okay, that's fine. I get a character transfers and stuff like that. But I mean, they're just literally porting a copy over to another, to the BC servers, basically. But 
I mean, <laughs> yeah, but you got the free games. Yeah. Ga- the games besides the monthly subscription, of course. But and if that's too like, know. if they if they genuinely take that money and they put it towards like the infrastructure for for you know server loads and whatnot, I'm all for it. If it's if it's important for that, but if it's just them for just for profit, then that's what I'm not cool with. And that's kind of the impression that the Blizzard Activision has been doing to the fan base, and um. You know, and then so then that's the perception that has been given. Like, oh, you want this much to copy? You know, ten, fifteen bucks. Okay, I can I can make do with that. You know, but it it seems excessive. That was kind of like the 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 straw on the camel's back for me. Like I was like, wow, no, okay, now they they need a break. Yeah. Well. Um. Yeah. We'll see, man. I mean, I've, I've been enjoying it. I've been enjoying the value that I'm getting out of it. But uh, you know, I, I don't. I need to look into that a little bit more, especially since we're here to keep gaming pure on the H and K video game experience. One hundred percent. What about you, British? You've been playing any? You don't play WoW, do you? You're more of the Elder Scrolls. Yes, uh, I actually haven't played the Elder Scrolls online in a very, very, very long time. Uh, I'm actually falling behind on a bunch of the DLCs that they have been um, publishing like every year. <laughs> But uh, recently, oh, wow. I've been playing the remastered Mass Effect trilogy. Ooh, I want <laughs> and that. And I'm so happy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> going back in time, and like I'm going through the characters again. I'm going through all the emotions of the storylines again. It's been such a awesome ride so far to to go back and play all that. Is that all in a pack, like a one, two? You could yeah, give the trilogy in a group. Yeah, it's one. Uh, it's yeah. just one giant game now. It's like a hundred twenty-hour game. Oh, yeah. oh, it's just one giant game. Yeah, so it has and the it entire trilogy. The-, the only thing that's missing is uh, basically like an arena, uh, the arena tower in Mass Effect One. Uh, it uh, the data for that was corrupted, so that was the only thing they couldn't port over. But they have everything else. That's on PS4. Or- uh, it, I've been, uh, I think it's on, on everything. Yeah, I think I think it's on all the current gens, current and next gen, and I, it's definitely a PC. Oh uh, yeah, but you didn't play uh, World of Warcraft at all, though, British. I remember when I was very very young and I tried it out, and uh, everybody kept on ganging up on me and killing me. On <laughs> <laughs> a PvP, sir, you've got PvP, huh? Yeah, it was oh, a long well. long time ago, so I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go play something else <laughs> while I walk away crying because <laughs> <laughs> oh, the emotional <my> teenager. <laughs> That's so funny. I remember playing Elder uh, EverQuest and having a character on a PvP. Let me get on the PvP, and then every time I log into this city. Because if you were before level 10, they couldn't mess with you. But every time I'd log into this city, this one dude was just always getting mobbed by this group. <laughs> every time. It was hilarious. It's like his whole life on EverQuest. He's just running from this mob of people, other players. Aww. I had been in that like- position on EQ before, <laughs> and I had absolutely no clue what I was doing. Somehow I made it on a boat, and then the game lagged, and then I slipped through the boat, and I was in the middle of the ocean like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I was uh, I was you know 13 12 13 years old when oh I played EQ so yeah I had no clue oh EQ I tell you what um, you gotta love like uh, those when you like play a game like Call of Duty or uh, Battlefield even um, you spawn in and you get killed instantly because they're just camping right there so uh, <laughs> yeah. every time I played Battlefield I always made it my mission to kill all the campers uh, oh I had such a great time with that 
<laughs> I felt so justified as like got my revenge. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so fun to kill a camper. Just get the shotguns out and just go in there and handle it. And yes. they get, then they get mad. Y'all need to nerf the shotguns, dude. You know, no, you quit camping. Oh, um, they can't just like walk away and cry like I did many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> our, our, reminded me of something real quick though, Nick. What you got on that Mass Effect? On that you got a tat. Don't did you have a tat for Mass Effect? Here we go. Yeah, that's right. Oh. I got it right where he gets it on his armor. Oh, I love that. He had to pull down his say. NASA shirt to show that too. So that well, shows I don't want to pull my shirt up because then you'll see my beer gut. So <laughs> did you say you had a uh, Fallout one too? I got uh, I got four, I think. So I got. The T-51B power armor helmet from Fallout 1, but, you know, the one that they also kind of uh, reintroduced in 76. Then I have uh, Charisma, the Charisma perk where he's doing this with his fingers. And then I drew it myself, but I had him where he's wearing the the iron helmet from Skyrim, and he's got a sword and shield, and he's doing the Fusro die into another vault boy, and they're getting launched from it. So. Oh, I love that. That's, that sounds so cool. <laughs> Let's see here. Let me see. I, I guess I'll do that one. I like showing that one. They're awesome, man. Look at that. Oh, so. that is great. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, want one Nick, now. those tats. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's what I first met Nick. He's like, hey, look at these. He's like, look at these tats, man. <laughs> yeah, I just got them too. They're so fresh, super fresh. He's like, you're a gamer. Yeah, I know a little bit about it here. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you do. Well, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's, right that's Nick's icebreaker. That's how, how he meets people. Check out this tat. No, that's so awesome, dude. All right, y'all got anything else for you? I want to jump into this Zelda now. Yes, I do. Uh oh. Go ahead. So I'm not gonna do my rant that I thought I was gonna do today. I'm gonna do save it. it. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna save it for my. I'm gonna save it for a uh, fireside chat. Because I talked to Hollywood about this, but I, I I want to speak on the uh, wonderfulness of yesterday. That was the rare occurrence of a Taco Tuesday on my birthday. Yes. I just wanted to bring that up because Taco Tuesday on my birthday is awesome, and I got to do something I've wanted to do for a while. It's um if you I listen to Bobby Bones radio show on the drive to work every morning because it's kind of great positivity uh, radio show every day that you know from five in the morning till about ten in the morning fantastic group and they have the thing called Pimp and Joy I don't know if y'all heard about it but also too with that is is they do this thing that's called tip the bill. And so I got really excited that I got a chance to do that. And that's what I did for my birthday was eight tacos and I tipped my server the amount of what I paid for my bill. So it was fun thing just to Where were you eating tacos send, at? Send to the uh I was eating tacos in Jackson at uh like at a Mexican restaurant or yeah, whatever. It's called Green Ghost. Oh cool. Uh huh. Okay. So then I, just, I thought you were talking about Taco Bell. And just oh, no, 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 not, not Taco Bell. I ain't tipping <laughs> nobody at Taco Bell. Um, no, but this is um, the, the Green Ghost. And, two, and the reason why I want to bring that up is it's just uh, to bring some light to uh, our listeners that might not know what Pimp and Joy is. Um, go check it out. It's hashtag, hashtag Pimp and Joy. Go check it out. It's a really good cause. It helps people just to be happy and they sell all kinds of stuff on their website for Bobby Bones. So it's just something I wanted to tie in real quick because it's something that was fun for me, exciting, and just wanted to bring that up. 
I know it has absolutely nothing to do with gaming, but tacos is always good to talk about. Well, happy belated birthday to you anyway. Well, thank you. <laughs> yep. You've been old for quite a while now. Yes, I have been. When you hit, uh, <laughs> when you hit 40, then everybody starts to realize it. Oh, gosh, yes. Is it yes. bad that I start feeling it at 30? Mmm. <laughs> Yes, it's still you're still a young you're still a young lady at thirty. I, I love it when I hear that. So you're still young. I'm like, yay! Yeah, you're still young. <laughs> Sometimes I need reminding. <laughs> so, Legend of Zelda, man. Legend. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Legend of Zelda. We're going to talk about the Link to the Past, but you can't talk about a Link to the Past without going back a little bit of old school here with the regular. Legend of Zelda. Gold cart, man. Something special. We all knew it. Gold cart. No other cart was gold. Nintendo World Championships. And uh, it was quite the adventure. Even the second one? Wasn't that gold cartridge? Or maybe oh, absolutely. Okay. Yep. yep. That was a gold cartridge, too. Even though it was a terrible game, it was a good cart. It was gold I think cartridge. they did have it another gold cartridge. Time. I wouldn't even call it terrible. It was definitely ahead of its time. <laughs> even today, it's still ahead of its time. I'll try. I'll have to play uh, it again. But, <laughs> we're back then. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. And so, uh, very special game. We've talked about this before. Arcadey games. Now we get an adventure game because you're gonna sit in your home and enjoy it. Nobody knew how this stuff was gonna work, and it is quite the adventure. Miyamoto himself has said he developed it because he liked to crawl through caves and all this back in Japan where he's growing up in adventure, and he wanted a game like that. So that's what we got with Zelda. You knew nothing about it. There was no YouTube. There was barely any magazines. Uh, they Obviously, they started to come out and talk about a little bit about it. Second Quest and so on and so forth. So, Hang, and I'm going to bring this back up. Go ahead. Just got to touch a trivia before we move on. And let's see who, oh, can, oh. Let's see who can answer okay, first. Go. This will be awesome. What's the most famous line from Legend of Zelda? Uh, it's dangerous to go alone. There you go. There you go. Oh man, I hope they get harder than that. Clear. It's, that's just a light one. Hey, look, I was trying. I'm trying to give British a shot. Okay. Yes. Got to keep it soft a little bit. It's have gonna you, get Have harder. you heard of that line, British? I have never heard that line. Oh my, oh, gosh, my gosh! And you're a gamer. That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. You got a oh my gosh! Now. I might have to pull your gamer card on that one. Do you know what the code is, British? You ever heard of the code? Like the code. <laughs> Not the code. I don't know about the code. I know in the first Zelda. Nick, you know the code. No, 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 no it has no, nothing not, to do not, with Zelda at all. Yeah, this is not Zelda. This is just the code. Exactly. There you <laughs> go. Okay. The code. I'll disregard. Um, um, uh, yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, British. You just lost your gamer card. Oh, dear. No. I got, I got some work good. to do. <laughs> you're good. So, I still know um, the code to unlock the the four characters in Street Fighter 2. The original one, down our up nice. lyb. The cap, that's the Capcom equivalent. So down our up lyb, and you, you could even do it. I think on Mega Man X on one of them. But uh, hold on, what are you talking about? So you know the Konami code. Capcom had yep. its own code. So like it's it for for the for the Super, Sega for the version, Super right? Nintendo. In in Street Fighter Street World, Fighter World, World or, the second one. No. Yep. No. Down our up no lyb. Way. Look it up. All right, I'm calling shenanigans. I'm looking it up right now. Y'all keep on going. Y'all keep now, on talking. I predict this is crazy. Nick, I trust you. That's what I'm. That's what's kind of blown my mind. You could not unlock those fighters on World World Warriors on, on Super Nintendo. On Street Fighter Two Super Nintendo, you could unlock Balrog, Vega, type. Um, all right, so I'm almost. I'd be willing to bet money you can. Now, now are, are we are we debating which version? 
The, okay, the, so there's the original version. Street Fighter 2. The first the one. Original Street yeah, Fighter the 2. When, when, I put, when I pull it up, it's Street Fighter 2 Turbo Cheats for Super right. Nintendo. Weird. Right. Not, not World Warriors. You could not do it on that one or whatever it was called. I could have sworn like 99.99% sure it was on World Warrior. Hang on. I'll, I'll, I'll admit I'll I'm a little wrong. bit more. Y'all keep on going. I'll admit if I'm no, wrong. No, it's just, that's the only thing that World Warriors, everybody thought there was a code for it and it never was. So. Not on the Super Nintendo version. Maybe uh, it was on Sega. Okay, so y'all are so, so okay. So so you're both right and both wrong. Okay. Oh, this is what here it says go. here. This page contains a list of cheat codes, Easter eggs, tips, and other secrets for Street Fighter Two: The World Warrior for Super NES. Now you said Nick, say the code again. Down R up L Y B. Okay, so that actually gets you not characters. But it says different clothing on characters. Hmm, okay. Never knew. Now, when you did Turbo, if I'm not mistaken, I think it did give you characters there. But this one says here, different clothing on characters when turning on the game. Wait till it says Capcom. Rapidly enter the code mm-hmm. that you said. Mm-hmm. And the screen with the Street Fighter logo will now <laughs> turn blue. Select any character. But instead of pressing A, press Start. And you now can have different clothing. Interesting. That I. That's why I love talking Zelda with you guys. <laughs> so, so much fun. <laughs> Hollywood was it's right awesome. in the fact this that is there is not a code to unlock the characters, but Nick was right that there is a code. A I code for sworn, Capcom. But all right, I could. There sworn. you go. So, but that's funny because everybody thought that just like the blood code for Mortal Kombat two I, or Mortal Kombat one. Everybody thought there was one. A B A C A B B on the Sega. That's for yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you know the Shadowrun code for all that for fifty Karma? No, I so I never played Shadowrun's Return so or Shadowrun so. So Shadowrun on Sega. So what was the blood code for uh, Mortal Kombat again? A B A C A B B. Uh, you know what? So the one for uh, the one for uh, Shadowrun is A B B A C A B. It's similar, like it was the B B A B B A C A B. If you put it in at the start, you push it, and then you go talk to the guy at the hotel. Scroll down to your options. It looks like there's no more options. You scroll down one more. It's a blank option. You push it, and you get like 50 karma when you go to sleep. You can place it on all your. Oh, it's such a great game. It's such a good game. <laughs> we haven't done that on purpose. We haven't done Shadowrun and, on purpose. And so let me add, let me add this one more bit too, just so I can make yeah. sure I have the correct information. This is for Street Fighter Two Turbo. There is no character unlock code for it. There I unlocked. I am it's, now. Your, now, Nick, the code that you did that you said does have actually three effects on Turbo. Turbo. Okay. If you do it on the, the controller two, it gives you Mega Turbo. Okay. If you just do it after the license by Nintendo logo fades away on your first controller, it get it knocks out all special moves. So no special moves. And then if you do it on stage select on controller two, then you can toggle special skills on and off in the versus battle. Oh, interesting. So those are the, and it's the same code every time, just done at different times and on different controllers. Right on. Well, I'm glad I'm, glad I'm wrong. I learned <laughs> something. I like it. So we, You're wrong, yeah. but right, because you so actually you go. give the right con- British. Code. Once you Just get ready right to go effect. back and play mm. some old school games, you can come back and listen to this podcast and have all your codes ready. Yep. Oh, I, I'm going to be an expert. Just, just wait and see. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> all right. So Zelda now. Um, 
adventure game, like we were talking about, with the bombs, with the all that kind of stuff. So bombs, candles to burn the trees down and stuff like that. All these hidden things that nobody knew. There was no way to tell, right, where to place the bomb. You had to go place the bomb everywhere and hope it blew up until you finally caught on. Like there's only one bomb area or one opening per cell of the game, right, in Zelda 1. If there's already an opening there, there's no other opening. So you learn these little tricks like that. And so anyway, so that was, it did not hold your hand at all. And I'm bringing this up for a reason, right? It didn't hold your hand at all through the game. All right, just pure adventure, which was a lot of fun. You passed your your knowledge to your friends at school and uh, wrote down tricks or whatever. And you, oh, you got the red candle? Oh, you got the red ring? The red ring eluded me for years, for decades, dude. <laughs> then I finally found it. On my own, it's in one of the skulls of Ganon's level nine, the eyeball. Uh, it's, a, it's not even a room there, right? You just, you know, blast with your bomb and, oh, there's no room there, but it, no, the room according to the map, but it is a room there. And that's where the red ring is. <clears throat> so pretty cool. Um, then we had A Link to the Past 2, also a gold card. Not A Link to the Past 2, Legend of Zelda Adventure of Link. Also a gold cart. And, you know, the only guy, one, uh, Jeff Brown's the only guy that had the red ring. I've said that before. <laughs> yes, you <laughs> I've said that before. So you guys, just a guy from back home who would not, this guy's an army ranger, all this. You would not think he'd play games when he was a kid, but he, but whatever. Not that you can't be an army ranger if you play games. You can be. Obviously, Jeff Brown was, and he played Zelda, and he got the red ring. And so I went over there and saw that. So I knew that, man, he's, uh, that's awesome. The red ring he's got, he's the first person I've seen have it. So he must be really good at the game. Right. And they were also the first people that had linked, uh, Zelda two. And so I got to play it there and boy, what a disappointment. But Nick, you have a different opinion. I, so when I, I mean, I've started with Zelda one and, but I was really young, like six, maybe seven. So I had no concept of the game that much. Then I might even be been younger, but, when I played uh, Zelda 2, um, I actually got to actually play it and do the leveling and all that. Like, it was okay. vastly different. So, to me, it was just like its own game anyway. But I was, like I said, yeah. I mean, gameplay style back then, it was very advanced. That's why I said when I talked to you guys offline that it was ahead of its time at the time. Yeah. So... I will say this about uh, Zelda 2. I, went, I, I couldn't beat it. I never really played it back in the day. I came back, you know, downloaded it, finished the game. I enjoyed it. I really did. I enjoyed it. I'm glad I got to, to finish it. Um, I like the leveling system. They use it. It's a, so it's the side-scroller one, in case you didn't know. So um, it's side-scroller. and you're, it's, it's literally, if you've played Rambo, it is Rambo in a Zelda skin <laughs> or vice versa. It's the exact game. All of the, the way they level up and everything, kind of like Ducktales um, and Chippendale. No, not not that close. <laughs> not, it's way closer than that. I mean, uh, no, this is almost the, the way that they jump, the way that he walks, the way that he throws his knife. Even the same length uh, to some degree. And so you kill an enemy, a little number pops up, is the exact number format and everything. But um, but anyway, Miyamoto has since said that Zelda Two was a mistake. Believe it or not. Um, so, and I agree with him. Well, they they weren't in a format back then, right? And 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 by the way, so the so the link, link to the past is a top down, and they have said also that they had planned 
Zelda 3 to be a top-down anyway before Zelda 2 didn't do right or whatever. That just kind of threw everybody off. But um, it is a very unique game in the, in the series. And, I mean, I, I recommend to go check it out and play it. I mean, it's I don't have a whole lot of hate for it. I thought I enjoyed it. I own the game. I want to play it again. So, Link to the Past. All right, before you start there. Let's start off this whole segment of A Link to the Past with a fun fact trivia. Yes, we're going to okay. fun with that through this one because that's what I'm bringing <laughs> to this one. So, can you name one of the popular music themes that was first introduced in A Link to the Past? Anybody? All you have to do is be able to name one. I'm thinking the 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 kid in the ghost kid with the flute. I thought, the, uh, but uh, I think I might be wrong. And it started with Ocarina of Time. I'm not sure. There are three of them. I'll give you that. There's three songs. Three songs that made their appearance, their debut appearance here, and they have now oh, okay. gone throughout the rest of the Zelda series. Can you name just one of them? So far, Nick, know. you are not correct. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I can't name any of the titles, but it, I believe it's the Ocarina song is one that's new, like you said, Nick. Um. All right. So here are the song names, and you might be right by calling it the Ocarina theme or whatever. But these are the names of the songs. So that's all I have. So you might be right, Nick. So I apologize for saying you're wrong, oh. but you're wrong until guess. proven right. <laughs> we have Zelda's lullaby. Okay. The fairy fountain theme. And the Hyrule Castle theme all made their debut in this game. I literally about game. said Hyrule Castle. So, yeah, no, I, was I, wrong. That was... I was wrong with all of them. But the fairy theme and Zelda's Lullaby now, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, fairy for sure. Yeah, they, fairies. All three made their appearance, and they have since appeared through the rest of the games. And they've been staples. So, there is your fun fact for this portion. Cool. Well, do you want to go kind of give a quick synopsis of your first time you played this game and what you thought about it? Nick, you go first if you want to. You remember? Um, actually, I was uh, I was on the on the road talking to my mom, and I was telling her about you know getting ready to do the podcast. So I was planning on doing research, playing again, just to kind of uh, get back in the in the feel for it. And I told her that I still vividly remember me getting it for my birthday um and uh, as a kid like i begged and begged and begged and i remember like oh mom it's my birthday you know did you get it for me did you get it for me and she like reaches into the top of shelf of our, our shoe closet that we lived in the apartments when we first moved to vegas and then you know she pulled it from behind like some ugly couch cushion that she kept up there and then i got to open the box i was scrambling and i just slammed it in my super nintendo and i'm like oh, wow. dude oh i was in love because my uh it's still my childhood friend that I've known for 30 years now. Uh, my buddy Frank, he lived above me at the time. So then I used to play at his house the game. So I was in love with it. Like that was, you know, the true love for Zelda was right there. Yeah, dude. I mean, I feel you, man. Completely just the way that that game, because I'm going to get into my little experience in a minute. But, dude, it was massive. It was unbelievable. Unlike anything we've ever seen up to that point. And uh, little details, man about you know well, i'll go ahead and say some of it you know you start off and you hear you hear the rain outside your house you know and then you you 
you have to walk to the castle and it's raining and then you inside the castle and you hear that rain from inside oh, yes. the castle. Yeah, dude. It's, oh, it's just so sick. They, they really that thunder shift. and lightning clap. That was always, they said, and I'm, I just played it recently and they, they set such an incredible tone at the right, ver- off the right off the bat. Like it's just your yeah, sense of urgency. Something's happening. Oh, a loss. You know, it was everything all at once. It was great. It was really good. Now that game was truly ahead of its time. Sorry, I got to pick on Nick when I can. That's <laughs> you, uh, I'll agree with you though. <laughs> it was an amazing game. I mean, just it still. British, is. do you have like a uh, Super Nintendo Mini or anything that you can I, play this I game? I wish. I definitely wish, but you know, I I think I'm gonna treat myself because I deserve it. <laughs> yeah, if you can find it, get they it. Got yeah. Those are awesome. games on there. I mean, they even have Star Fox Two, which I haven't touched yet. But I mean, what Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, Chrono Trigger is not on there. Did, uh, what? No, no, it's not on there. You're oh kidding. my gosh! I'm, pull, I'm turning we're, it on. We're in no, another no, no, challenge. No, no. We got another challenge. Let's see who wins <laughs> this challenge. I am turning this on right now. Final Fantasy Three is on there. Is six. So, British, here's the thing. If you haven't played these Super Nintendo... I mean, I'm serious. If you haven't played these Super Nintendo games, which it sounds like you haven't, you need to go buy a... <laughs> go buy a Super that. Nintendo that sound, that sound right there needs to be emphasized. That's the sound of defeat. It is. But that has all the good games. I didn't Earthbound, yeah. on here. This is how much I touch Earthbound. my NES. I'll tell you it's what, I'll tell you what British, I will let you borrow mine. Really? I'm going to be, I mean, since I'm going to be in Brandon shortly, I will catch up with you and you can borrow mine and you can play all these wonderful games. That would be fantastic. I would definitely yeah, do love that. that. British. And then let us know what you think. Because here's the thing that I'll, I'm very interested in. I haven't got anybody to really say, because all the people that listen to this podcast usually are people that kind of grew up with it. But I would love to hear an honest opinion of a certain, of games that are classic to us from somebody that, especially like you, British, that's an adventure gamer and gets on in Zelda and sees, sees what you think, you yeah, know? Absolutely. Now, are y'all going to be jealous that I get to experience this for the first time? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Rem- I'll reminisce. <laughs> It'll be awesome. It'll be a great thing. And we'll, we'll, we'll get you to give you reviews on that. And you'll have to play all, is it what, 20 some odd games or is it 30 some odd games on there? I forget how many are on the, SNES. Uh, that's 20 something. Is it 20 something? 22, that's right. There's 22 games on the SNES, and I'm willing to bet that you probably have not played many, if any, of them. And so we will have a plethora of first time play reviews for you well, to do. Well, I, I would let's, love let's, that. You just find one first, like Zelda or whatever. I mean, well, just we're going to start with the Zelda because since we're talking about it. Because you're not going to be able to touch every single one of them, you know, without. Because that, that uh, and by the way, so Zelda used to seem so long and i think we had uh swinging thunder on here talking about him and weed doc when they got it they finished it the first night and we were both like what and they finished it in one night dude and then i went back and have and played it i just got the urge to play it on the cart um and uh it's not long man it's you can do it pretty quickly if you know where to go and everything but anyway um well since you mentioned family i have another fun fact Okay. Maybe you're about to turn everybody's distorting everybody's speakers that allowed you came popped in there. I know I did pop in there kinda loud. I wanted to <laughs> jump did. in I wanted to jump in with excitement. So hopefully right. you're listening 
on your speakers and you hear it go boom, boom at that point. All right, anyways. So here's the fun fact. Not really a trivia, but fun fact. Did you know that this game, Link to the Past, is one of only three of the Zelda games to feature a member of Link's actual family? Yeah, that's cool. Yes. One of three. Is yeah. one of only three games. Yeah, Wind Waker's another. You're correct. And do you know uh, what the other one is? It's got to be like uh, Ocarina because nope. he has because it has like his sister or something like that. Nope. His aunt. The nope. S- the sister was in Wind Waker. Sister um, and grandmother in Wind Waker. Okay. Who? Which relative does a link to the past feature? The uncle. His uncle. Good job. All right. Now, the game features his <laughs> grandfather. That's going to be one of those obscure Game Boy Advance games or something. The Minish Cap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, never touch the portable ones. So, yeah. now back to your regularly scheduled Zelda talk. So, let's do a little let's do a little uh, conspiracy theory here. So, remember when the uncle is laying there. So, you go to the castle and um here, let me type it up. Let me type it up to make sure I say that say it right. Yeah, get them facts straight. Okay, so, um, so when his uncle is laying there, you remember Nick? You get the sword, right? Right. In the castle, mm-hmm. and so he goes up there and goes, "Link, uh, you know, talking to him about what he needs to do." And then he goes, "The famous line, Link, Zelda is your dot dot dot." You know, what does that mean? I I noticed that too. I thought maybe it was a translation error. To be honest. It is, Nick. It's oh. a translation there. Oh. <laughs> uh, Nick oh. busted your whole phone I'm so sorry. I, I genuinely, <laughs> no. it, was, it was common I back then. That's hilarious. Yeah, exactly. It is. It's actually the princess. It was the translation is, let me see if I can say it. It was something like, um, uh, let's see what the Japanese text. Da, 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 da. You are so, um, yeah. So the official, okay. Well, here's the interesting text here. So the Japanese text, the basic translation is uh, Link, you're the one person I don't want to involve in this. So our translation was, I didn't want to involve you in this, right? So then the next line, I told you not to leave the house and yet take this sword and shield and go. Listen well. Hold the B button to feel the sword with power. Do so, and you shall be able to use the secret sword technique only passed down in a certain clan. This is all the Japanese. Link, if anyone can do it, you can. Rescue Princess Zelda. You are the princess's... Probably going to say only hope, right? Not Zelda is your... God. Look at so, I was, I, like I sat there for a second. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> Miyamoto watched a lot Star of, Wars. That caused a lot of, uh, you know, obviously people say, oh, well, Zelda's related to Link somehow and all this kind of stuff. Especially back then before they had that immaculate timeline that we have now that that, that cleared up all that confusion. Right? Is there a fourth Absolutely. timeline now? <laughs> I know there's there needs three. To be. <laughs> we found out that the official timeline is whatever you make it to be in your head, oh. according to Nintendo. So well, they have the, the, um, the Chronicles books, right? I think they have it on there. It is, and literally they said, "Where's the Breath of the Wild fit in?" Well, wherever you want um, it to. And then they were like, "The real timeline is whatever the fans can kind of come up with." It's it's like it's like Destiny's whole thing of saying the real 
win out of the game is making friends. What? <laughs> Who is Destiny? Win? So like Destiny, oh, Destiny the real yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, because 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 uh, Deej was famous for saying that it's uh, it, it's not exactly like ever. that, but it's basically saying that the real you know value of this game isn't what you get out of it; it's the friends you make. And it's like I wanted to reach through the screen when Deej said that and just slap the full lot of them. I was like, don't get me wrong, I've made some good friends in the games and and if through the game and everything, but. I'm sorry. Getting my icebreaker and getting my Gallahorn was a real win in that game. So they everybody was complaining about Destiny too. Like y'all don't have an end game for this, and they go, well, "The end game is all the friends that you make." Yep. <laughs> so they started calling it the friend game. <laughs> We're at the friend game level of Destiny. Oh my gosh! Here we are going all the way back to podcast. Too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyway, so Zelda Link to the Past. So they do a good job introducing. Uh, that's the only tutorial in Link to the Past is what I just read. Hold B and he'll do a spin attack, which was introduced in this game, the spin attack. Okay. And I'll tell you why they do the spin attack in one minute. But you go to the next room and you can keep going straight down and go to the next door, or if you just happen to take a right and kill the uh, the two guards there, you can open a chest and get five rupees. So it's just showing you subtly that you can actually this is explore exploration game. You know all these little things it's showing you, showing you how you got into the castle to begin with. You had to lift up the shrub and fall in the hole. All these subtle things that it's actually teaching. Nintendo's a master at this in every game. Pikmin, all these games have slowly introduced like a tutorial without you even knowing you're doing a tutorial. Um, so they did a good job with all that kind of stuff there. Uh, Zelda 1, you remember, you can only attack, attack north, south, west, and east with your st- sword thrust, and you can only move north, south, west, and east. Well, the, well, Zelda Link to the Past introduced the eight different directions, so you can go at a diagonal, right? And they, they had a diagonal sword slash, uh, at one time, but they took it out because they thought it looked awkward, felt awkward, and so they just kept the traditional north-south, but it's a bigger swipe in Zelda Link to the Past, not just a thrust. And so to get around the diagonal sword swinging, they just gave you the the circle, the B, hold B down, and it's a spin attack. Well, here's my little trivia for this, because this is the only one I know, but have you noticed, so Link is naturally a left-handed uh, character right but when you're facing east or to the right he will swing the sword with his right arm because they copied the sprite and they flipped it oh he does oh he's ambidextrous and yep. you trying to steal my thunder nick with my oh. fun facts i i, I just want to contribute <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I actually did not have that on my fun fact list so thank you i appreciate that add, add in there and look at hollywood he gave you a fun fact moment as well so, yeah, that was a little fun fact there. That's where you got the spin attack. And it's the game that introduced the Master Sword. Now, here's the question. So there's a lot of... Uh, so, let me see here. I don't want to jump too far ahead. Anybody got anything else? I, I, got, I got something else. So, we... so, I mean, we're, we're, we're on the fun fact roll here. So, let's add another fun fact in here. So, it better be fun. It is fun. It actually is. It's, it it <laughs> it employs a new major trait, or this this game actually employed a major trademark, which is in most of the Zelda games after this. Can you name what that is? 
I know uh, it's very vague, yeah. but it's a part yeah, of the master the, sword. It's a, no, it's a part of the game. It's not the master sword. It's a part of the game. It's happens in the game, and it makes the game bigger. If the, I give you more oh, clues than dark, that, it gives the dark, dark world, two, the, yeah, this got two worlds, world. two worlds. There you go. Yes, yeah, this was the first world. game gonna, to introduce the two parallel worlds. And guess what? They were going to have three worlds. Really? Did you know that? Yep. I did and not. They took they took one out because it was they just thought it was going to be too confusing at that point. I, well, they I had the light they were world to and the dark the world. Triforce. I mean, you can't have the dim world. So, <laughs> oh, they were going to name it something else. <laughs> That's probably um, where they brought in with Twilight Princess. That might be it. Yeah. So the Twilight world. Um, exactly. Twilight is right between dark and light. So, wow, man, blowing our minds here. Oh, my here. gosh. <laughs> Y'all are making me very, very, very excited to play this. You would love it because it has a lot of lore and stuff in there, you know, like uh, with the whole Zelda series, I should say. It's not a big storytelling game. There, are, there is a story, obviously, but it's not like going to be as near as in-depth as They're some really of self-contained. Some are direct sequels like Ocarina right. to Wind Waker to... Um, I think there's a third one, uh, Sphere Treks, you know, and then you got yeah. um, Link to the Past, and then it finally got a sequel in the last 10 years on the DS, 3DS. It was a Link Between Worlds. That was a that was a, the second sequel to that. Okay. I got another fun fact since you bring up a Link Between Worlds. <laughs> a Link Between the Past, and I just want to say this. I'm not going to even make you guess or anything. I'm just going to say it because <laughs> since you mentioned it, it is a Link to the Past is tied with a Link Between Worlds for the most danger for the most dungeons. So both of them have the most dungeons in the game. They that that's okay. Now I got another fun fact for you too. Talking about the three worlds, there was. Uh, so the first concept art for Zelda. Now I'm, I'm trying to remember this on memory here, but it's uh, the whole point of it. It doesn't really matter. But the, my, oh, I have my story a little bit messed up. But I know that the concept first concept art for Zelda. She was wearing like space gear, dude. Concept art, sh- and it was supposed to be. I have that on my fun fact list here too. Concept art shows the yeah. game was going to have a futuristic or have futuristic elements. Yeah, and so it's going to be several worlds, and the main character was going to be a link to all of the worlds hence that's where he gets his name from so that's where you get the name from and the triforce was originally going to be a computer chip which meant that the zelda games were were originally planned to include both fantasy and sci-fi elements yeah so i'm glad they didn't do that man they needed a fantasy sword and i think they could do it now I mean, they already Ooh, are starting to incorporate so? some kind of quasi-steampunk style, especially with Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah, Why I mean, not? I mean, the, the game's been around for over 30 years. They, they could definitely make a risk. I mean, they did the, 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 the hand-drawn animation that's really poor. The You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, Come on. The, talking about the Wind Waker one or whatever? No, no, no. Wind Waker, no, that's amazing. That's self-shaded. No, I'm talking about like the, some other one that they had like a Russian animation studio and it was like really terrible. I forgot. You know, the CDI games and stuff? Yes, yes. that one. Thank oh, yeah. You. That wasn't Nintendo, though. That wasn't but Nintendo. it was that license. So if they survived even after that, <laughs> I think they could do like a cyberpunk, you know, modern Zelda just for fun. I don't know. It would it, have to be, be a spinoff, like a crossbow trainer type of thing. To start it all. I don't know, man. I think you would get a lot of hate, though, if they did it that way. People I would got, enjoy it. People gave a lot of hate for Wind, Wind Waker, Waker. Yeah, the way no. it looked, and it is now beloved. They even did a remaster 
It, oh, I'll tell you, do. it'll be a phenomenal game. There's no doubt about it. If Nintendo makes it, it would be great. I would love to play it, and I'm sure everybody would like it after. But, you know, Zelda, it's beloved. People like diehard Zelda, and then you're going to put them in space, and it'd be like, what? It was going to have a laser gun? Link didn't shoot that, you know? But I don't know. I, I'm, I think it's just... I, I'm sorry, but, but I have this I have this on my head. You know me. I have to get it out when I can. When I can. I'm glad that Nick brought up the CDI games. Those are the only games that are worse than uh, Link's Adventure, the two second one. <laughs> the Adventure of Link. Yes, Link's Adventure. Link's Adventure. You know what I mean? That it's so yeah. terrible. I don't remember the name. It's not that terrible. No, it's but, really not um, that bad. It's just really was. I just so fell out of place. We're supposed to be talking about Link to the Past here, and. I'll go ahead and close the, the loop here on the bombs and stuff. So they, that's why they added all the cracks and stuff. They tap on the little. So they made it. To, they were going to do the thing where you tap on the walls and you hear the just the sound. Do, 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 do. Okay, now I can put a bomb here. So they added the cracks into the wall because it was too cryptic, like Zelda One was, right? So they added it. It's a little bit more friendly um, to to that kind of stuff. And um, I think they did a good job with all the secret. I don't remember how I found. You know, you had to have all the hearts and stuff. By the time I was done with the game and all the items, and a lot of these items are optional, a ton of every options. playthrough I've ever had, I am missing that final piece, and I think it was always in the um, the shovel. Yeah, challenge. I, was about to, I was literally about to say it's in the digging part because that's random. It's yep. completely random. Every so, every playthrough. So somebody had a good. <laughs> so here's the thing about uh, how that works. I had to look it up because I thought there was a way around it because it was so frustrating. And I think you get you're gonna dig. It's 30 seconds, and you might dig 29 holes, maybe 30 holes if you start early. The cart has no chance of appearing until after 25 holes. So only your last like five holes you dig, the heart has like a three percent chance to appear. It's something absolutely Golly, ridiculous. That dude. is like that's an insane algorithm. Just because it's basically putting it to where you have probably below a one percent chance of getting it. It's no, because it's uh, the last five. It's always, uh, you know, a three percent chance. It's like a two point something percent. I mean, yeah, but if you got, it's if, like if you have to dig, it's like getting an orange weapon. If you in have to dig, dig twenty five, um, uh, twenty five holes before you yeah, even get you're not to the get five it in that win. You know yeah. that win it doesn't change the odds. And you've got thirty, but you've got thirty seconds to do it. It does change the odds because of your skill. If you're not skilled enough to even get to that, you've got zero percent chance of getting it. I mean, it's it's. Well, I mean, obviously, if you're not skilled enough to get to that part of the game, either you got zero percent chance, right? So, I mean, it's like you're gonna get to that, that over 25 most likely. But you're right. I mean, you obviously got to have the skill to get there before the odds even come into a play. But um, but anyway, that is a hard one. I about just gave up on that one too. But I looked it up. You know, it's like a 20 percent chance that you're gonna get a, a blue ruby, 20 percent chance you get a red ruby, 20 percent chance you're gonna get magic or whatever the thing is. Uh. And then um, you can find bottles in there, too, if you don't have any, supposedly. I didn't know that, if you're missing a bottle. But, um, yeah, that's how you get that one. And the, they changed it in the European version to 20 holes, dog, before you get the ch- before it starts to become a thing, which obviously is a little bit better. They realize, like, wow, this is a little a little brutal. But, um, but anyway, that's the way it is. So... Uh, what were we talking about before that? Oh, just all the different all the different things that you can find, and you know you just found them on your own. So they did a good job hiding them and allowing you to you know to find them, making them hot hard enough to 
to find that they're not impossible, but uh, still a a fun thing to find. The most frustrating thing to find, see, it's easy to find, was the Kuko Revenge Squad. What? The Chicken Revenge Squad. Oh. (laughs) I used to make it a game where I'll I'll get get them riled up, and then I'll try to escape. Oh, yeah, so much fun trying to do that. Oh yeah, I especially mean, you just corner them in the in the fence and you're just like just smashing you know the attack button and so if you hit a chicken, you know about this uh, British, you know no. what happens. <laughs> if no? it's if it's anything like Skyrim, everybody attacks you for attacking a chicken. <laughs> so what happens is if you hit a chicken, it'll better. Then I'll try to run away, and so if you get mad at it, you can just hit it again. And he's like, I wonder if you can kill this chicken or I'm just making it, you're mad nope. at something. And you just keep beating on it and it takes a while. But then a whole like flocks of chickens just come flying over and start attacking you. Oh, <laughs> kill you. You, will, you will never win. Those chickens will you kill you. Away. You can get away. You got to get oh. away from them, but it's oh, time. Oh, sounds or like so much fun to do. <laughs> About the only, uh, oh, the best great. way to get away from them and the cheap, cheap way to get away from them is to run in a building. Yeah, you go into a building. But... The fun thing is, is get them all riled up and then try to run around the board and see if you can survive. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. It'd be cool if you could hit them is out that... of the sky or something, too. Uh, no. but but hey, what did you do today? Oh, I got attacked by a bunch of chickens. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I mean, that's how a lot of conversation went back in the day. Dude, I had so much fun beating up on chickens last night. There's a lot of little uh, Easter eggs here. There's one where, where level two in the dark world is. I think it's level two. But it's that you go south, middle south of the big map, light world, and you pull that. It's a pond there, and you got to go in that little uh, dungeon, and you pull the the handle, and then it opens the floodgates, and it floods, and then there's a little heart container in there. When you go back outside, the water's drained, and there's a fish flopping around. Well, if you pick up that fish, obviously you can throw him in the lake, and he's like, oh, thanks, and gives you a 20 rupee thing. But if you take it back to town where that man that sells the bottles is, he'll be like, oh, fish is good for you or something like that and give you like a bottle if you don't have one. He'll give, or I think if the one, if you don't have the one he gave you, he'll give you like rupees, give you like 10 arrows, 10 bombs, all kind of just like random. It's, it's a good, it's decent, it's like halfway across the map. So like, it's just weird that, uh, why they would put that in there, I don't know, but. Since you bring that up, I have another fun fact. The catfish in the Swamp of Evil is based on Japanese folklore. Yeah, a lot of that is. Yeah, Ganon it's, himself so it's a, it's, is. it's a Japanese it's a Japanese game. So, and I've got another fun fact about that later. We'll get, get into that, but basically, it's uh, you know uh, uh, the catfish uh, Namazu is the uh, what it's based off of uh, from 18th century Japan uh, Japanese tale. So, just fun fact. So, um, uh, what was I about to say? We talk about the fish, and then you said folklore with Ganon also. Being- yeah, Ganon is mm-hmm. uh, the Zora. Some of the Zoras. The Zoras are your mm-hmm. enemies here. Yes, you know this is a different timeline supposedly. Um, but the Zoras are your enemy here. And then the next game, they're like your friends. So uh, <laughs> I don't remember which one they introduced you as a friend, but but anyway, um, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know what else to say that has been said about this game. But I will. I'll just talk about some of these optional items that. You might not even know it's our optional. The boomerang is actually an optional item. Um, obviously, the the cape, the ba- the little scepter of bane of something that spins around. Obviously, all the bottles are optional. Um, There's a glitch you can uh, do that 
you will not be able to catch yeah, the boomerang. Oh, no, I don't know that. Oh, so, what is it? got him. I got him. Let me get down to it. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a glitch you could do. Like, all the options are, all of them are optional. No, but there is actually a glitch, glitch you can do where like two... you cannot catch the boomerang. It just, it just hovers behind you. I think I've seen mm-hmm. it, but. Let me get down to it. Sorry, I was all the way at the top one. Now I got to go all the way down to you. It is. Oh, I missed it. Okay, just go on and I'll I'll bring it up in a second. So there is a glitch right at the beginning of the game that you can just go straight to the Triforce room or whatever and the game's over. Um, you essentially jump in a particular spot in the castle and then save it right there. And as you log back in, somehow it glitches under the stages and you just got to know the pattern to move and you're, then you're there. Um, but one fun glitch that I did recently, this is, I went back and played it. This is when I thought about having to do this po- podcast is the dark world glitch to where um, if you get the pearl, so you don't have to change. And so the way that it works, you go into the dark world, you turn into an animal because that's the way Ganon has it set up. You turn into an animal and then you, you fight for Ganon if you're a human. Um, Link didn't fight for him, but he does turn into a pink bunny. Yeah. Hang on one second. Here's the glitch. The glitch is in, uh, is it Kakarot Village? Is that how you say it? A glitch in yep. Kakarot Village exactly how you ca- say it. causes Link to not catch the boomerang. And it's a funny little glitch, and it happens in the village, and it doesn't catch, and it just goes across the screen repeatedly. So it's more a, few, a more more of a amusing glitch rather than a useful one because it just so how do you do around. it? So um, it is uh, it does not give me the way to do it on this. Oh. Just a fun fact. Um, but Google it. So anyway, if you do this mirror glitch, this is the way I did it. When you go to the dark world, okay. So you do, uh, you just look up the mirror glitch on the dark world. It's by the bridge. You, I'll, I'll tell you how to do it because I couldn't really understand how people were, were trying to say it. But anyway, you push. You're in the dark world. You hit your mirror. It goes to the light world. You barely push over to the right with your controller until you, until you stop blinking. And then it'll zone you back into the dark world because you're still touching the little sparkly thing that the mirror leaves. And then it should, then you don't move when you go back. If you're too far over, it'll zone you back. It'll zone you back. Um, so you just got to move over to the left a little bit, but you zone it back. If it doesn't zone you back, you're right where you need to be. You hit the mirror again, and then you can jump off the, the thing. And you can do the entire game. I did the entire game without fighting Agamemnon. I know that's not his name, but that's what I call him. <laughs> <'cause> I <remember laughs> <his name. laughs> but, uh, Go ahead, clear. Straighten me out with this. Uh, Hang on, I gotta, name. I gotta get to I his name. I'm, I'm, stu- I'm hard. I know. Agamemnon. I can see it in your eyes. Uh, Agamemnon. It's, it's. A- I always thought it was Agamemnon. Agamemnon. Yeah, it's A G. Is I saw him. A G A H N I M. Agamemnon. That's how yeah. I always thought it was. So yeah, and so through the whole game. A, f- a fun fact about them: Did you know that you could fight him <laughs> with just the bug catching net? <laughs> I like Nick with knows the it. Yes. Yeah. I, I kicked his butt with that net just for fun. <laughs> so um, anyway, you can go to the whole game like that and finish. I finished all the way to Ganon. I got Ganon to bust through the, the top of the pyramid and then went back and fought Agamemnon with the gold sword. Everything had all the gear. And it was just so easy, of course, to go through there. Um, but... Then it switched me to the dark world and nothing happens. It was just like as if, uh, you know, it, as if that was a normal order of the game or something. Nothing really happened with that glitch. 
But the question that came to my mind, which I have not thought of yet, Zelda 1, okay, you can go all the way to the end of the game. I've done it before. It's a fun challenge to do if you haven't tried it without the sword. You can't kill Ganon because you have to have the sword. But you can go all the way to Ganon without the sword. That's a lot of fun. Try that. Bombs are your friend until you get the red candle and then you get the wand and so on. Didn't you do the challenge of doing it with just the wand? I did it without the sword. There's no, you can't just do just the wand okay. you gotta, cause you gotta get the wand like level six. Okay. Uh, for some reason it might be a different game I'm thinking about. <clears throat> but anyway, so the question is, can you finish Link to the Past without the Master Sword with that glitch? Obviously you can with that super glitch. I th- think there's certain characters though that if you hit them with the regular sword you get like shocked or something wasn't it i mean that's agamemnon you do get shocked okay it may be uh that's why you use the bug I mean, net you know, on them can you, can you can you uh kill them with something else though and then when you get to ganon can you have that very first level one sword because you can glitch with the mirror glitch and that's before you um you can get the dark you can get the pearl in level three so that way you can still have your sword and everything Mm-hmm. And then you go straight to level um, one and get the hammer, and then you can get the uh, then you can go to level four, which is in town, and get the uh, might the Titan's mitt. Now you can lift it. Now you don't even have to do the glitch anymore, and then you can just finish all of the Dark World, and you haven't gotten the Master Swords yet. So that's the question. Yeah, I, I don't know. All right, um, so I got a, I got a couple couple of things here that I'm gonna pull up. And we're just going pop through them. The first one that says is unfortunately you need the Master Sword to get the Ether and the Quake Medallions so you can't beat the entire game without it. Oh yeah, that's right. You gotta hold that up to uh, to get the to get the medallions. So that's right. Yep. So, And I want to double check it because you know me, I don't like to do just by one. No, I can guarantee that's true. Because you gotta get those medallions and you gotta have the Master Sword to get it. And you have to, you can't open up certain uh you can't open up certain levels without doing that. That's how they did it. That's how they put a little gate on it. Yeah. So that answers my questions. But I wonder if you can, because um, you can, what happens when you try to temper? So you have the Master Sword and you get those two little guys to temper. If you try yes. to temper your so you temper it, it sword. gets stronger until the blade turns orange. And then you can get gold by taking it to the super the bomb. Great, the Great Fairy using the super bomb at the base of the the temple in the Dark World. But what happens if you go to the tempers, the temperers, right? Mm-hmm. The, the blacksmiths with yeah. the level one sword. Are they going to say, oh, you don't have the Master Sword? Are they going to just temper? Because you're not supposed to be there, right? I don't think you can get access to no because no, you, you, gotta meet, do the glitch. you meet no well you would have to glitch it otherwise but I think the dwarf you find him in the dark world yeah yeah I so you have to glitch so. Mm-hmm. so if you do the glitch um, what happens when you do that I wonder I wonder what happens to the game I'm gonna have to try it now it's not a hard glitch to do but just have that level one sword because you like I said if you then you go to the level one uh, in the dark world you get the hammer. And so that way, now you can get them Titans mitt, and now you can go free the little guy and get him into the dark, you know, all that. So I don't know, man. There's a lot of good stuff there. There's a lot of fun stuff with this game, but uh, British, does it make you excited to play this game? It really does, and uh, you know, for those that listen that haven't played it before, you're not alone. And I'm fixing to play it for the first time, and we will go through this together. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
Yeah, I'd love to hear your perspective on it, especially, uh, you know, like an old school adventure game, right? So. Uh, that, that makes me really excited. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see what he was talking about, what he was talking about. <laughs> it sounds like so much fun. <laughs> uh, it is a great game. And I can't wait and- to talk about the chickens. My best with the chickens. <laughs> oh, yeah, I want to hear your first experience with the chicken. Yes. <laughs> You know what you ought to do? Not gonna lie, I had the urge to do it today, but I'm like, wait, I'm still trying to get used to the controls again. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I see a chicken. I got, I got to beat it with my sword. I'll tell you one thing though that I went back through, and I was, uh, and I wasn't like trying to do this, but I always had like 99 nine coins. It was like money was not even money. It wasn't a thing to link, you know. And I had, I get whatever I wanted. So I mean, it's just kind of like I feel it's like that with every Zelda game, though, except. I think the only one that I felt like I was broke all the time was uh, Breath of the Wild for a long while until like the end game. But what is it? Yeah. In Wind Waker, you started getting a wallet, so it increased your cap. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, but this one is like, I mean, it's like right away. And I mean, now you can go, but they made it to where you throw the 50 rupees in the, the pond, and then you get, that's how you get more arrows and more bombs. So, you know, you, you can keep doing that and hit, you know, way too many. You don't need nowhere near you know 50 bombs or whatever or 90 arrows or i don't know how high it goes but that's a lot dude <laughs> it's just you know it's way overkill but um i mean there's no reason to do that really other than just if you want to keep i mean i guess if you were just it would make sense if you had to bomb like everything just to just see if it was would open up so it'd be do good to have all these bombs but if it doesn't have a crack in the wall or there's no need to do it so, so here's a fun uh, fact before we start wrapping up because I feel like Hollywood's trying to wrap this up. Yeah, what is the original title of this game? Zelda Three. Incorrect. <laughs> I actually don't know. <laughs> the Legend of Zelda Three. Legend of Zelda: Triforce of the Gods. Oh yeah, that's what it was called. Um, it's the oh, Japanese. It's the that. Japanese name yeah. of it. And, of course, yeah. it was released first in Japan before here. And mm-hmm. why was that name changed for America? Oh, I want to take a wild guess. Go for it. Let's see if you can get it. <laughs> All right. So, but the title was... Um... Triforce of the Gods. Hmm. Early 90s, America. Some kind of... Uh... <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna guess like some kind of religious. She is element correct. It. It's 100 <laughs> that they had to actually change quite a few elements in the game because they had religious connotations in it. And that's what I figured. <laughs> the stance for uh, Nintendo was to stay out of that in America. That's yeah, weird. Actually, I wonder why yeah. it's America, not Japan. Well, because back then, dude, it was like video games were still highly persecuted. And, you know, they're like, it was everything was constantly blaming video games. So it makes sense that they changed it. And then, I mean, honestly, Super, I mean, Nintendo was clean. Um, I I was actually like, you know, I play games and watch movies, all this stuff as a kid. But I mean, like, I was actually like, whoa, they said in a Super Nintendo game, Mega Man X3, like at the very end of the game, he says, he's like, (laughs) I got nowhere to go and I was like did I just read minutes in a video game like this was before cuss words in games and I'm like you they know, had like, what did they, they had one in Rambo where he said ass really and, yeah and it, 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 it like blew your mind like get 
out of here on the go or something like that. Are you aiming to go for the most bleep episode ever in H&K history? Oh, it's all right. This is a history. <laughs> <laughs> for our 99th it, episode, but... we are aiming to for this one to be the most bleeped episode, which it is already <laughs> well and I'll, I'm there. sure that coach has someone bleeped in a single game, in a single podcast, the most he's ever been bleeped that I can remember was twice. Yeah, well. Nick he, just yeah, threw out three of no, them. He must have cut out a lot. And Hollywood <laughs> just threw out two. Well, I, remember, I remember I had to get bleeped once. I used um, British slang and I... Uh, See? Yeah. <laughs> I got I to gotta beep it out for my British bros and sisters yeah. out there, too. <laughs> like, I, was, I was like, I, I'm still trying to like struggle even to this day, even after being over here for 15 years. What's appropriate over there versus what's appropriate over here. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh dear. Yeah. Sometimes I screw up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, this different. Some 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 pretty key words uh, <laughs> yeah. that you might not. Oh gosh. So, well, um, I just wanted to talk about this for a little bit because I did go back and play it. Um, I just had the, I just had the urge. You know, I've played this game a million times. It's one of my favorite games, like we were talking about. And uh, that rain, I just remember that very. I, I couldn't play games during the week when I was growing up. And then I remember sitting on the weekend and turn it on and hearing that rain and it just setting the music and everything, set the tone. This great adventure coming up, and um, so I've played it a ton, man. Growing up, I finished it, of course, and it's on everything. It's on you know all the virtual consoles. It's on the Super Nintendo Mini. Obviously, you can get the cart. Um, and I just had this urge to go back and play it again, and I did, and I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed every bit of it. And I played it till it was till I was finished. I didn't play another game until I was like, oh, cool. I'm gonna, I got game time. Oh, it's cool. Let's go play Zelda. Let's go play Link. Part of it was because. I uh, just wanted to do the glitch and see how far it would go, but um, now I got to see what happens with that level one sword if I do take it there. Look, I'm, but, I'm um, glad you brought it up and you said, "Hey, let's do this as a podcast." Because man, I had fun digging up all these fun facts. I still got how more many fun there facts. Too. You got? Oh yeah. So we'll get to some fun facts in a minute to finish it out and see if we can answer these fun facts. I mean, you got twenty, right? You've only done I, I've what got, six? I've, got, I've done about I've done close to ten because y'all have kind of covered some of them too. But yeah, we've got we've still got several more. I hadn't heard of your experience of the game yet, though. Clear, dude. One word: chickens. Yeah, that's it. Chickens. I love the game, dude. Don't get me wrong. I love the game. Every time I've ever gone back to play it, it's just pure nostalgia. This is like one of the games that always teleports me back to my childhood. I don't have as fond memory as Nick as the opening the gift because for whatever reason, the one that always sticks in my head is Hollywood getting Final Fantasy II on Easter. That one always sticks in my head. Oh my gosh, and so that's a that one always sticks in my head. Phenomenal game. But you know, the, the, it just brings me back to childhood every time I play this. I, I love the feel of the game. It's great the way that Link moves. Everything's just so much fun with it. The worlds, the things you find in here, because there's so many little hidden elements and fun things with this game. And we've already talked about all of this. And I really loved the graphics of this game. It was very impressive for a game to have this great of graphics. And anybody that knows me, I'm big into video quality and all of that and just you know the having the best things out there to have the best quality graphics and man pick up a super nintendo and play link to the past and it still looks wonderful to me it still looks it beautiful 
Yes, it, it does. It's just the animation it, is really good. It was just so wonderful, and it's just so much fun, and it's such a breath of fresh air in the world of gaming. Just period to me because it's just it, it's a wonderful game. That's all I really can say about it. So. I will say this, though, to get a little bit off topic to my Final Fantasy II British. When you get the Super Nintendo Mini, don't get too far ahead, but that Final Fantasy III that's on there, that's like my favorite game ever. Oh. Don't, and, um, don't touch it. You don't touch it. And once it. you start, you talk about story, you really, that story is so good. And everybody's asking for a remake. Remake, it's called Final Fantasy. It's the really Final Fantasy VI. They just named it three in America, but um, it is an unbelievable story and if they ever remade it I, I don't know why they won't I think they feel like they, they kind of just at least they got that in their hip pocket if all else fails I don't know why man you wouldn't be able to do it justice in a remake I'm sorry that that's another one that sits in a long, along the lines of the graphic just impressiveness of graphics for the generation because it was another beautiful game well, in the same kind of format of the Link to the Past and it took how many same re- idea. Final Fantasy 2 remakes have there been Six. I mean, it's some ridiculous amount. They can just do that up touch with the I graphics mean, for three. They they did with three. I mean, but they also re-released it multiple times. Now, I do agree with you that they they should bring it back because it is a beloved Final Fantasy game. I've, um, so I'm the assuming. The only thing with three was the phone, though, right? That's the only upgraded graphics they got for three. Is the yeah, phone. but are you willing? Are you willing so. to wait yeah. ten plus years to get? A tenth no, of the game. That's what I'm saying. They don't have to do it like they did. Fun. So we don't want to get too deep <laughs> into this. That's why I'm not touching seven until the whole thing's yeah. out. Because I, I would dude, get so we're much gonna be 97 years old, bro. By the time that thing comes I'm out, I'm fine if I don't play it. I'll be honest. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I would love to go through it, but it's. I don't. I don't know. I, I think I got a little bit of the fatigue. I I want to play it, but I, it just depending on the next expansion. Uh, what what we have never heard of yet, right? Mm-hmm. That's not even. Where's the part two? We haven't even heard of this in development. Right? No, part two's in are, development, but are, they're doing this kind of like they're, they're, they're kind of doing this as a this piece here as a bridge or quote unquote a DLC to um, the first part, and so it's just kind of a. I don't know. It's 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 shortchanging gamers, in my opinion. They just need to go. So all, I've heard is Yuffie. all I've heard is Yuffie coming out. That's not part yeah, two. It's just that's just that's a, a DLC. For, yeah, yeah, that's not. That's what I'm saying. Just DLC. There's a game that deserves a remake, or at the very least, a true sequel. Chrono Trigger. Yeah. But the, so that's what I'm saying. So we can do, throw that in the mix. So. Uh, they have not released any, so you don't got to get a whole full up 3D version of like we did Final Fantasy VII remake, but just an updated graphics, maybe some updated mechanics, maybe a couple little side things in there would be awesome. Chrono Trigger, absolutely. Um, that's another one, British. Oh my gosh, that yeah, game. Yeah, my my husband and um, and his friends talk about that game all the time. <laughs> it is uh, so good. I remember that game back in the day, getting that dude. That that's one we hadn't done either on purpose. There's a handful of games we hadn't done on purpose because I don't want to get on here and just BS about it. I want to like you got to do these games justice. <laughs> we did Final <laughs> Fantasy three as a three part series, so maybe we'll do Chrono Trigger the same way. I feel like that does a little bit better. Um. But, uh, oh, man. But I don't know why they don't do it. I don't know why they don't do that. I mean, they've, they've re-released them. You're right. For PlayStation and, and as part of anthologies or whatever. Yes. Um, and they, 
They did not do. Uh, they did Final Fantasy one, two, and three, the Japanese versions, and four on the PSP. Four, they did a After Years, which was f- awesome. Do an After Years for three, man. You know, or something for three. This is so such an injustice. So anyway, man, you see how you got me off on this roll. So but I interrupt your tangent British. to bring you back with a. You've interrupted fun, me too many with, times with this fun time. Fun fact. <laughs> Again, for this, one, this one is I got to wait for the fun guess. fact. You can't wait for me to quit talking before you get the fun fact. I got to wait. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead for your fun facts. So it, Let's go ahead and go through them. Let's see if we can answer them, uh, and if there are questions. Kakarot Village, whose painting do you find? Whose painting? There's a famous character that has a portrait in Kakarot Village. Can you name the famous character? It's not the green dude, is it? Nope. Famous character. Famous. When you think of gaming. I see the picture, I think. But I don't know who. Like Ness? Mario. There you go. Mario is in Where's this Mario Kakarot painting at? Village. Where's the Mario painting? If you go inside some of the houses right, in Kakarot we'll Village, you will find, find a familiar plumber. These houses have paintings hanging in them. If you look closely enough, you'll see the see that the paintings are actually portraits of Mario, multiple portraits. One of the one of Nintendo's most iconic. I don't think it's one. It is Nintendo's most iconic character. Let's see it, if that's. It, it gets even more interesting when you interact oh, with the yeah. portrait. Should you pull on the portrait, rupees will fall out for you to collect. It looks like that's Mario right. is helping out Link the best he can. Oh. Yeah, I, I could never is. tell no from. I'll be honest, man. My my entire time playing that game, and just from the angle, I could never tell that was Mario. So that's yeah. why I never clicked. I did know that you pull it, and then you get a bunch of rupees. But I did not know that was Mario. It's I just thought it was like a weird Mario. monster. He's hooking you. He's got an awesome. H. Why does he got an H on his hat though? For a hat, I mean, it's probably it's a little <laughs> M. They couldn't do an M. They didn't have the graphics. They're trying to do an M. Looks like. Could be, there but there you go. <laughs> All right, cool. That's a good. That's a good one. What else you got? What else I got? Yeah. All right. There is a secret room. Can you name oh, yeah. the name of the secret room without looking Chris it up? Chris Houlihan's room. It was what? Chris Houlihan's. There room. There you go. Uh, I meant to look up something. The reason I uh, is that the one where you have to put the bomb and you get a couple like uh, some packs. Where is that? No, it's like around the castle Here. somewhere. This room oh. appeared as a result of Chris Houlihan winning a Nintendo Power Contest and being promised an appearance in a Zelda game. The room contains a telepathy tile and 225 rupees. It was used as an error handler, so if you fell into a hole and the game couldn't figure out where you were supposed to go, you ended up in the Chris Houlihan room. Okay. Unfortunately, so many of the glitches America, you too. could use get to get access to this room no longer exist since they were removed in the GBA port. And he mentioned of Chris Houlihan was also removed as well. I feel sorry for poor Chris. Oh wow! Why'd they remove him? Probably royalties. Don't know. No, he wanted. It's still in. Uh, so we when it was removed, where it's removed from the uh, Game Boy Advance port. Oh, it's probably yeah. because there was no need for it. So then, yeah, there's no need at all. Yeah, they need a space. But no, he won that, so he got that. The other, uh, so the question was like, what about Japan? What's it called there? You know, what's that room called? And it just says, this is a secret room. That was the big question, except for the other big question. Where is Chris Houlihan now? Where is Chris Houlihan now? Where is Chris? 
Houlihan today. Let's see. Come on, Google. Help me out here. I am Chris Houlihan. Classic Sail the Forbes. <laughs> so we know where he's in 2007. Let's see. Uh, I am the real Chris Houlihan. The man is featured. Any questions? Uh, so we don't. Okay, my so somebody says so nobody knows if this is really him, but it says I am the real Chris Houlihan, the man who was featured in the greatest Zelda game of all time, a link to the past. Any questions about my story and how I got into the game? And somebody said, Okay, my question is, who are you? It's like didn't you win a contest or something? Somebody else says. Uh yeah, it was a Nintendo contest. I was five. I didn't know they took me out of the game for the GDA version. Uh I so is this the real Chris? So he didn't know he got taken out of the that version. Somebody asked him for proof. I don't know. You know, you can't ever tell if this is him or not, but nobody knows what happened to Chris Houlihan. Yeah, I don't see anything there at all. Yeah, a lot of people are calling him out saying they don't believe him. Yeah. Yeah. And so the so biography for Chris Houlihan, born... October 6, 1987. So, oh, never mind. This is some other Chris Houlihan. He's a concert organist. All right. Here's the here's the only thing I can find on him so far. Chris Houlihan, Chris Houlihan is only mentioned through a telepathy tile found inside the secret room, which also can, it says contains 45 blue rupees. The room is a failsafe, which we already discussed. Um, the telepathy tile Kyle mentioning Chris Houlihan was also removed in A Link to the Past and Four Swords. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we don't know what happened to Chris. So what So what else you got, man? I will say that this is that Chris Houlihan has never been confirmed to even be a real person. Ooh. That's a nice, interesting mystery. fact. For you. There you, there's a real mystery. Okay, <laughs> so another fun fact and I'm really not going to make you guess it because you probably don't know this, but the game was originally going to have a party system. Really? Hmm. It's strange to think about it since most Zelda games you have only play uh, you have you only playing Link throughout the game. Some games like Wind Waker and Spirit Tracks have you temporarily switching other characters, but you primarily play Link still. But did you know that it wasn't originally going to be the case for A Link to the Past? Miyamoto had originally planned on having you play other people in the game rather than just Link. Throughout the game, you would have a party system where you would switch between three characters. The characters would have been an elf, a girl, and a magic user. It's interesting to think how things would have been if they had continued with this type of gaming. We would like we would likely see the difference in Zelda games in general if that happened. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I always thought about what if they kept the leveling mechanic in the Link to the Past? Would that be cool or not? Like they did for Part One, Two. You know, mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. But they didn't I mean, want to have kinda, a fairy. They kind of do that Breath of the Wild. You know, when you increase your stamina oh, yeah. bar and everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's why it's awesome. It's definitely awesome that way. Because this was, uh, yeah. You if don't they do keep it by the light like dungeons. that, I think it's better. Not like a crudic speed, but, you know, doing certain feats or finding the right equipment to um, better, you know, improve yourself. I think that's a good way of doing it. Yeah. So, they weren't, they weren't going to have a fairy that was supposed to guide Link, like, around. And they did that on, they took it to part two. Which you didn't really guide, but you could turn the fairy and it kind of moves around, you know, as part of your magic or whatever. Because they were working on three before two. That's why they know it's going to be a top down. What else you got? Did you know 
that this one, Link to the Past, was the first game to use the standardized logo and to have the title, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, as a standardized format. And I'll say that. I'll, I'll follow that up with this. Before there was some confusion of the title of the game, since the original Japanese title for the first game was Hyrule Fantasy, not Legend of Zelda, while the Western version was released as Legend of Zelda. But in A Link to the Past, the title, The Legend of Zelda, became the standard title for every Zelda game that came after. So, And this is the actual, and the logo that you see when it says The Legend of Zelda is the standardized text and format that they use in all the other ones from henceforward. I love it. Hmm. Cool. Is that it? You got another one? This was the first one to introduce what? Master Sword. Oh, of course that. But this was the first one to introduce <laughs> something about the life system uh, fairies that uh, you can catch in a bottle this was the first game to introduce pieces of heart I was almost Ah. going to say that (laughs) believe it or not I almost said that (laughs) that would have been funny yeah the pieces of heart system alright I gotta scroll up because I got another one I want to make sure I get it right too before I say it so and this will be the last one. This is probably not the most funnest one, but it's... And yes, I just, just use crazy terms like that. Oh, wait. I do have a few more. Um, <laughs> more fun coming your way. Yeah, some more fun. Clear fires fun facts. <laughs> and it's probably annoying, but you know what? This has been fun. No, I like it. Keep All going. Right. It has been fun. So it lives up to its name. So have you been in the Swamp of Evil and have gotten hurt but found there were no enemies nearby? What was that? A glitch. There are actually three invisible enemies in the swamp, if you didn't already know that. These enemies are Ku, which you can find in the dungeon located in the Swamp of Evil. While you can't see them, they can still hurt you if you come into contact with them. The glitch likely happened due to these types of enemies were only programmed to function in deep water, which likely means the terrain was different during development or the enemies were replaced. The glitch in the game makes for an interesting experience in the Swamp of Evil. I think I've probably encountered that. Probably even killed me too. The thing thing about it, now that you mention it, Nick, about the space and all that, how it wouldn't be that far-fetched, there was a uh, unused enemy in this game that's in the code. And it's one of the knights that has a cannon he fires a cannon at you, um, which they already do have cannons anyway. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And if you took the helmet off of the bad guy, it was actually a female. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> it would shoot a cannon, and then if you hit him, it would knock him back, and he would run right back to that position and shoot again. And you only hit him two times. Anyway, it's just interesting. You can find it in the code, but it's not used. In the same way, for there's some skull. Um, looks like a some kind of a demon skull or something that they were going to use this. They never used it. They, they ended up using it in um, uh, Link's Awakening. It's a stone in one of the deserts or whatever. The same type of the artwork there. But anyway, it's kind of cool. There's a couple of things like that. All right. My very last one. And this is okay. all about your ability to change your shield color. Did you know that you can change your shield color in this game? I know you can get 
different shields like the mirror shield, but mm. I did not know about the colors. No, you can change your red shield that you get in the beginning to blue. Simply, all you need to do is go find a pinket, one of those enemies that try to eat you, eat you and end up eating your shield. When you face it, make sure you use the Ether Medallion. Let the Pinket take your shield. Once it has your shield, kill it. Your shield will reappear, uh, yeah. and once you pick it back up, it will turn blue. If you want to turn your shield back to red, just use the same process again. While this doesn't change the properties of the shield itself, it is a fun trick for gamers that want to change up the look of their shield in the game that doesn't really have leave much room for personalization. <laughs> I always Wild. wanted that shield blue. I was like, dude, if this shield could be blue. So if you ever want a blue blue shield, there you go. It's actually called the Ice Shield Glitch. Mm. And that, that is all of Clearfire's fun facts for That's a, fun a Link fact. to the Past. <laughs> we went through all 20 of them. Oh, man. They're fun. They were fun, Clear. Thank you for prov- providing that to us and the listeners. I hope you guys got some enjoyment and probably answered some that we didn't answer. Anything else before we wrap this? Anything else about Zelda? Because once we could go past this point, we're not, we can't come back to Zelda. So this is the last chance. <laughs> I'm looking forward to Breath of the Wild 2. I'll be too. It's going to be awesome. They're still doing the Zelda thing, still doing the more adventures, came back to the... So here's what happened. Here's what happened, uh, British. They were very adventurous, and then they started getting linear. And then they lost their little sense of, let's just go discover and kind of guided you. So then they came back with Breath of the Wild and made it that way where it's more adventurous. So did you play Breath of the Wild, British? Uh, yes and no. I played a little bit of it, but the I guess the way that I knew the, like the heart system and all of that was because um, when I was um, working as a medic, we had some downtime and my partner at the time had Legend of Zelda. So he was playing it and I was just like, sitting beside him just kind of watching it and i'm just like whoa that looks so like magical <laughs> if i think that's the right word it's like Fantastical. i actually really want to play that like just myself and i just never really got around to it so yeah but so uh, they did that. i kept on talking about the creepy old man that just randomly flies down <laughs> it's such a great game i want to buy it i have it on the uh wii u i don't want to get it on the switch to play it again it's it's fun i can't wait adventure. to play the whole series like from the beginning that's gonna be a, quite an adventure for me i couldn't do the ones after like ocarina of time was like the last one i finished besides yeah i mean it's pretty much the last besides breath of the wild so you can blame hollywood for this but clear has you a bonus fun fact <laughs> What is the name of the copycat game of Breath of the Wild? There's a game out there that is a unrealistic, unbelievably copycat game of it. I know there's an indie game that really merited, but I don't. It's an indie game. It's called Genshin Impact. It's a game that is out that got quite popular, but it is a, when you look at it, it is literally a straight up clone with some different characters of Breath of the Wild. Wow. Get away with oh, that, sounds I awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's kind of a sounds fun though. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like not a cl- it's not like a one hundred percent complete clone, but it is definitely a very much clone. And the reason why it was made by a Chinese developer. Oh, uh, I see. There's yeah, it's a gotcha game. That's what I've heard. It's happen. It happens a lot with the. Um, let's see, I, let me make sure I say this. Tencent is a big developer out of China, 
and mm-hmm. some of their games are clones. Not one for one, but pretty close. And they skirt the line of copywriting all the time on a lot of games. So, yeah, they got a. I don't know, it's like there's a few ripoffs. It looks cool. Um. All right. Well. Cool. Let's uh. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, man. Um. Just want to give you guys a head up. See, this is our last episode. No, we'll have one more. We'll have a hundredth episode. That's still considered season two. But in season three, we're going to start doing questions. So you guys can send your questions to hnkexp at gmail.com. We'll read them and answer them. This is going to be fun. What do you got, Clear? I can so, so I, well, I, I, I want Nick to say it because I can't <laughs> say the word and I don't know how to say it, and he probably does. What's the name of an episode right before the last episode? Starts with a P. Prequel? No, that's prequel. That's the before. It's like. Oof. Penultimate or something a like pr- prologue. No, it's yeah, you, know, I mean, you don't know it either. Okay, uh, I don't. I've, you so, got me. There's you a p me. word of what you call this episode, and I forget exactly what is how to pronounce it. And I just thought it was fun, but yeah. For what? <laughs> the p word for what? It's like penultimate or penultimate episode. Penultimate? Huh? Penultimate? That could be it. It's basically the episode wow. before the last episode. Another fun An fact. Um, Nick, British, I really appreciate you guys coming on here. Love coming back. We love it, man. We love having you guys on here. British, I'm glad you could get on this one. We, yeah. we hadn't. I, I, I know I didn't have a lot of knowledge about Legend of Zelda, but I, I certainly had a fun time discussing it with y'all and listening to what it's all about. It's made me really excited to, to do this myself. So it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're glad you could be on here. That's okay. We want to just hear somebody's point of view from somebody that's never played it. Also, that's, you know, that's a good thing to hear. And then we get to hear, if you do play it, what you think about it, really. Yeah, know, I'd love to hear an unbiased, untainted, like, you know, nostalgia trip that we all have oh, <laughs> on the game. That, that's going to be a lot of fun to discuss. <laughs> so, well, cool. All right, guys, check us out. Facebook.com slash HNKEXP. Uh, and like us, follow it. You get the latest podcast updates coming out. A lot of fun stuff. Clears, dropping all these fun bombs. Uh, all over the Facebook. Bombs of fun so, everywhere. <laughs> just similar, similar to the f- fun facts, but uh, visual. So um, that's it, guys. We we'll appreciate it. Yeah. Take Thank care. You. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care, everybody. Bye.